A reading from the seventh chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, beginning with verse 55. I shall begin with verse 54. When they had heard these things, they became enraged and ground their teeth at Stephen. But filled with the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they covered their ears. And with a loud shout, all rushed together against him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul. While they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and cried out in a loud voice, Lord, Do not hold this sin against them. When he had said this, he died. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So there's this movie that you all have probably seen that I didn't really appreciate it until I watched my child watch the movie when she was little. It's it's called The Wizard of Oz. You ever seen that thing? Now, she called it the Wiz of Oz, which was really cute. And she watched it all the time, and she started quoting it. And, you know, like she said, what a world, what a world. <laughs> and, and I just decided maybe I should watch this thing with her. It must be good, because all I can remember, all I can remember from my childhood is that on Wizard of Oz Sunday, the world stopped. Right? Not today, Wizard of Oz is on. Take the phone off the hook, pop some popcorn, the whole family's in the living room, you're at your grandparents' house, and we're going to watch that thing from front to back. And that's a long movie with all the commercials in it, wasn't it? The Wizard of Oz captivated generations of people. So I I made myself watch it again just to make sure that what I was going to say was right. And you know what? I enjoyed it more as an older person than I did as a kid. I still don't like musicals. I think I'd rather be stoned with Stephen than sit through a musical. (laughs) But I watched the thing, and I I kept my eye on the cowardly lion, right? That's how we know him. That's how he's known in the book, too. Did you know that? The cowardly lion, he's got no courage. Oh, if I only had courage, he said. If I only had some courage. He, he, just, he regrets that nothing's afraid of him because he's all talk. He's all talk. No action. He's all talk and no action. It's amazing how many phrases we have taken from that movie into our modern language. You should watch it sometime and just listen for those. It's full of them. Little sayings that we say. At the beginning of the movie... There's a caption that plays, and it reads this way. For nearly 40 years, this story has given faithful service to the young in heart. And time has been powerless to put its kindly philosophy out of fashion. That's true. Little girls discover the magic in it of three friends 
who will risk everything for a girl who just wants to get home. The cowardly lion finds out he's not cowardly because he wanted Dorothy to see the wizard. And he does all these little acts of bravery on the way, like climbing the big giant hill and not running away and actually going into the castle, running up the steps to the room where the wicked witch is keeping Dorothy, racing into danger. And when he appears before the great Oz, the great Oz says, oh, it's not that you lack courage, you just don't have a medal. And so the Wizard of Oz puts a big medal on the lion that says what? Anybody remember? Courage. I want to say to you today that your faith is your medal of courage, church. It is a sign to you that the Spirit of God lives in you. Your faith in Christ is a sign to you that God has given you what you need to live for Christ. Stephen's story. Now the, the J.W. Baum, I think his name is, book, might have, you know, it might have pressed on for generations until that movie was made. But Stephen's story has been taught in the church as long as there's been a church. Because Stephen had the courage to live for Christ. Now most of the time we make the mistake of assuming that what Stephen had the courage to do was to die for Jesus. But what got Stephen killed was living for Jesus. Making Jesus number one in his life. His number one allegiance was Jesus. His first priority was Jesus. His hope in life was Jesus. His reason for living was Jesus. Luke tells us that he was a man full of faith and wisdom and the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit, dear one, that was given to you in your baptism. Not a different Spirit, but the same one. The cowardly lion gets a medal for courage for something he already had. We have the courage of faith. It is in us. It is in you. Most of the time when we think of martyrs, the Greek word martyros, who we get martyr from, we normally think of a person that dies for their religion, right? Jesus told them that they would be His martyrs. He said, you will be my martyros, my witnesses in this world. And what Jesus is talking about is living or dying, we are His witnesses. And so Paul in Romans 8, 14 says, or 14, 8 says to us that whether we live or die, we live or die to the Lord. Some people think it takes more faith to die for Jesus than it does to live for Jesus. I want to tell you that I think it takes more faith to live for Jesus because living for Jesus is more risky. Take a deep breath. Let everybody hear you. Deep breath. 
I should do it too. If you breathe, you know you're alive, right? But just being alive isn't the same as living, is it? Can't we be alive and be miserable? Can't we be alive and feel dead? Can't we be alive and feel uncared for, unloved, unwanted? Can't we be all those things? But dear ones, if we're living in Jesus, then we have all the love and the care we want from Christ. We live in love because Christ is light and love. Living for Jesus is the challenge that's put before us by Luke. Not being strong enough or brave enough to die for Jesus, but living in the courage of our faith and being willing not to lay down our faith for the convenience of continuing to breathe. Stephen was challenged by people about what he was doing and teaching. And so Stephen told them who Jesus was, and that's why they raised arms to stone him. Stoning was the required punishment for blasphemy. And in their ears, he had blasphemed Moses by saying that Jesus was replacing the temple and the law. That all we needed now was faith in Jesus. We didn't need a temple. We didn't need sacrifices. All we needed was faith in the name of Jesus. And he died for that preaching. He died because he dared to live for Christ in a world that thought he should be living for something else. Does that sound familiar? Today, all of the things that want our allegiance are unreal. Whether it's a political party or a charity, everyone wants our allegiance first. They send us things in the mail. They send us things in our Facebook, in our email. I get emails from people I've never met demanding that I vote for them. All around us, the world is demanding our allegiance, saying, you must belong to me. You must do what I say is right. You must agree with me. And the only person in the universe that deserves that kind of allegiance is who? Jesus. The only human being. Jesus was 100% man, the creed teaches us, right? Very God and very man. The only human being that deserves that kind of allegiance from us is Jesus the Christ of Nazareth. The Son of God. And He alone deserves that kind of allegiance from us. And if we give that allegiance to someone else, the Bible has a word for that. It's called idolatry. If we hold up something else as being more important than who Jesus taught us to be, it's idolatry and it's wickedness. If I say to Jesus, I don't want to love that person, Jesus says to me, I died for that person, so you will love that person. That's my practical tip for you this week. If there's someone in your life that gets on your nerves, look at them and remember that Jesus died for them. And it will change how you see them. Because again, you have the courage of faith. The question is, will we live in it? Will we choose to live in that? Or will we let the world tell us that sports are more important? 
that other things are more important, that fishing is more important, that family is more important, that anything you name is more important, that my allegiance to a political party is more important. That's what the world wants to say to us. My allegiance to my job is more important than Jesus. But it can't be more important. Because if it is, then we're not living for Jesus. The question before us today is not are we willing to die for Jesus? Are we willing to live for Jesus? That's the choice Stephen made. And that's what makes him a hero to the church. Living for Dorothy is the choice that the lion made. And that's what has made him a hero to little children all over the world. Stephen we lift up as the first martyr, not because he died for Jesus, but because he was willing to live for Jesus, even if it cost him his life. I have no doubt that Stephen knew that if he kept talking the way he was talking, somebody was going to get mad and pick up a rock. I have no doubt that they were angry at him from the start. And he knew it. But he knew that his allegiance was not to them. His allegiance was not to Moses. His allegiance was not to the temple. His allegiance was to Jesus. Raised Lord Christ Messiah God. Where is our allegiance church? What do we put above the Word of God? What do we put above Christ's command that we love others? That we love our enemies? That we love others as He has loved them? What do we put above Christ's command that if we have two coats, we give one to someone who has none? What do we put above Christ's command that we who have much, have much responsibility That for us who have been trusted with much is expected. What do we put above Jesus' demand that we serve others? Don't make the mistake of thinking that He's telling us we can walk around and only be responsible to ourselves. Because He knelt at the feet of His betrayer. I don't think Jesus is going to have much patience with us saying, I don't have to love them because they're such and such. He knelt at the feet of the one who sold him into death. Took his feet in his hands and washed his feet. My Lord did that. The one you call Lord did that. He deserves our allegiance. He deserves our honor. He deserves our worship. He deserves to be first. Not second. Not one and a half. Not 1.25. Not 1.185. Whatever margin we allow ourselves so that we can feel comfortable and say, oh no, no, I have to separate my my life, my moral life, my ethical life, my political life from my spiritual life. That's a lie of the devil. There's only spiritual life because we are spiritual people filled with God's Spirit as a gift from Christ because of faith in Christ. 
And that's where the courage comes from to choose Christ first. Because I can tell you from experience that choosing Christ first will tick some people off. It will make people mad at you and every time you talk about your faith, you have an opportunity to make a new enemy. Jesus said to us, when they hate you, remember they hated me first. Stephen shows us today what it looks like to put Jesus first. And I don't know about you, but I find it uncomfortable. It steps on my toes. It helps me see those places in my life where Jesus maybe isn't number one. It helps me see those things that sometimes I choose over Christ. Allegiances. My prayer is that you will do that kind of thinking too, dear ones. Because the call to us is to turn away from everything else and turn to Jesus. Because only Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father. There's a fascinating detail in this story. In the book of Hebrews, we're told that Jesus sat down after He made His offering because His work was finished. And all in our language, we talk about Jesus sitting at the hand of the Father. But Stephen says he saw Him standing as if Jesus was ready to make intercession for Stephen. Was speaking a word on His behalf. That's a good picture for us to have in mind as we go forth today to make a decision to live for Him. He stands ready with us. He will not leave us or forsake us. But I won't lie to you. I will tell you now that putting Jesus first will cost you friends. It will cost you opportunity. It might cost you advancement in the world. It might get, get you called a liberal or a conservative. Pick it over the label you want. It will make people angry. And all I can say to you is, so what? He deserves your all or don't give Him any. That's our choice. That's the choice that Stephen's life and death puts before us. Where is our allegiance? That cowardly lion found his courage and his allegiance to Dorothy. Dear ones, we will find the courage of faith and allegiance to Christ as we put Him first and follow Him. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. We stand to sing together, my Jesus, I love Thee. Dear one, if you would like to come to this altar today and make a commitment to putting Christ first, come and pray. Let us stand.